When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Hey now, what's up everybody? Welcome to another edition of After 9. Brand new week is underway. It is the end of the month and today is Game 7. Don't do that. It's funny, we talked about healthcare last week and we talked about the importance of uh, listening to your body and doing exams and self-checks and stuff like that. It occurred to me, I don't have a cardiologist, but I got this little flutter in my chest right now thinking about Game 7 tonight, and I'm fucking nervous, Cat. Yeah. <laughs> I am so nervous about what's going to go down here. Who expected this to go to Game 7 between the Leafs and the Habs? I- Montreal, who barely squeaked into the playoffs. The Leafs, who dominated the entire season, were going to Game 7. And the only thing I can think is, it's either a curse or a carry price is that fucking good. Uh, Carey Price has been he's been carrying the Habs this whole series, right? Like I, I, oh. I, I watch this and they don't seem like that great a team. I don't watch Montreal hockey very often, but it seems like Carey Price is keeping them in every single one of these games. Well, what's what's interesting for me is, you know, I don't want to say anything or jinx anything because we will find out what happens and anything could most definitely happen. It is the playoffs. But for me, it would be insane if the Habs continue on just thinking of it this way. I mean, Crosby, Ovechkin, McDavid already dusting off their golf clubs. And now we could have Marner and Matthews and and Tavares, whom we know isn't going to be playing anyway. But that, to me, is what boggles my mind. I, uh, you're right about those superstars that are already out. But I have to think that if Montreal wins tonight, and this is just a hypothetical, they must be good enough to win the cup this year. This is the hardest series Montreal will play in the playoffs. And I know they're probably going to have to play the Islanders or the Bruins, likely the Bruins. They will have to go on and and play the best in the West. I get it. But this should be the hardest series for Montreal. For the Leafs, it's only going to get harder. This was a series that should not have gone seven games. But here we are. If the Leafs win tonight, maybe they owe the uh, healthcare heroes a little debt of gratitude just breaking this morning and I'm going to do something I haven't done in a long time offer high praise for premier Douglas Ford they're allowing fully vaccinated healthcare workers into Scotiabank mm-hmm. Arena tonight it's happening now I mean you're giving credit and, and sure we can give credit for that but I think it was just all the calls to do it and and do you think it was more I cave, I'm caving to all the calls for this I think so, but I mean, that's good progress. Listen, if I'm Doug Ford or any one of his cronies who just blindly do whatever the leader says, I can't imagine what a shitty feeling it was to wake up this morning to the headlines, Doug Ford says no to fully vaccinated healthcare workers from attending tonight's Leafs game. There's no, I mean, vaccines either work or they don't. And if they do, And we apparently believe they do. There was no reason to not allow Mm -hmm. people in there Mm -hmm. with basic safety protocols. 
So I'm sure he didn't like seeing that headline. Maybe he read the headline and looked in the mirror and thought, we got to do something about this. Get David Williams on the phone. Dave, is there any fucking way we can do this? How can we get rid of the headline that Doug Ford says no to fully vaccinated healthcare workers? How can we get rid of that headline? So they came up with what I think is a good compromise. Let me read you a little bit of the premier's statement. Following discussions with the chief medical officer of health, Toronto Public Health and our hospital partners, I'm happy to announce they have signed off on allowing 550 fully vaccinated healthcare workers frontline, including hospital and long-term care staff, to be invited to attend Game 7 between the Leafs and Canadians at Scotiabank Arena tonight. This is well below the arena's capacity. With these healthcare workers having received both doses of COVID vaccine at least two weeks ago, and with precautionary measures in place like screening, masking, distancing, enhanced cleaning, and crowd control, public health officials are confident we can put these special fans in the stands safely and with minimal risk. So in a way, Doug is kind of opening up Pandora's box here, but it's probably a risk worth taking. As soon as he allows this, yep, people are going to be screaming, well, why is it only 3%? Where does the science say anything more than 3% is dangerous? Why isn't it every six feet? We could put 20% in there. I know people are going to say that. There's some who are going to say, oh, you'll allow fans to attend an NHL game, but you won't allow parents to watch their kids play t-ball. I know. You can go ahead and make that yeah, comparison, yeah, too. But yeah. listen, at the end of the day, folks, oh, fuck, oh, I caught a Doug. wow, Doug. Easy, Doug. Well, at the end of the day, folks, this is the right thing to do because from day one, we've been trying to make life a little bit easier for our healthcare workers who don't get to run away from COVID. They have to face it head on. And the least we can do is recognize that vaccines work. And allow some of these healthcare workers and long-term care workers the opportunity to go to a game. Here's one more thing that I want to read from the Premier's statement. I want to thank Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment for covering the cost of allowing these healthcare workers to attend tonight's game and providing jerseys to each of them. There's nothing Team Ontario can't do when we're all working together. I can't think of a better way to support the blue and white in this crucial game than having our healthcare heroes cheer them on in person. Go Leafs go. I love it. Look, I, I, I'm curious, though. And I know by the time you listen to this podcast, even guys, you might have found out uh, this information. But how do you select? I mean, it's it the is 550. Too, mm. How you know, because it is too late to do some kind of a lottery and have people send in their names. But maybe they maybe they will open it up and or have each hospital, for example, want divvy it up between hospitals and say, OK, we're going to take 20 from this hospital, 20 from that. Uh, but then how do you you can't do that because there's other people working in elsewhere outside of hospitals. Yep. So you got to be careful. It's every healthcare center, vaccination clinic. And it, I mean, anybody and everybody. Healthcare is a very broad term. We know that. So how do you select or how do you go about opening it up to people in healthcare, whether you are working in a long-term care home or a hospital. That part, I'm very interested to see how that happens. Either way, I don't think anyone's going to be angry about it if they don't get their chance. But the fact that there's going to be 550, I mean, you're right. Some people are going to be upset that there's not more. I'm already seeing it, by the way. Like, moments after it was posted, people saying, really, 550, we can't do any better? Well, I guess it's a little bit of a start. And yeah, that's exactly it. it it's that's a, all it's it is, a, is a, a start. Yeah, it's a start. And don't forget, if... 
if I got to knock on something, but if the Leafs do continue on, maybe next game it would be a thousand five hundred, and then if that goes well, it's going to be two thousand five hundred. And I mean, we really don't know. This is a symbolic gesture. This is the premier finally showing a little bit of humility, being a human being. How, like I said at the beginning, how the fuck can he look in the mirror this morning with that headline out there that Premier Ford said no to allowing fully vaccinated frontline healthcare workers access to Game 7? And let's be clear, MLSE is the real hero here. Not only are they opening up the building for free, they're giving every single one of them a jersey as well. Mm-hmm. What's the cost on those? 120 bucks is the average price that they sell a jersey for, the replica ones? Hey, that comes with a cost, but MLSE is doing it. The premier is allowing it. And I think this is good for two different reasons. Number one, because we do need to do something for our frontline healthcare workers. But also, we need to start acknowledging that if you're vaccinated, you're vaccinated. And until today, mm-hmm. May 31st, 2021, nothing has been put on the table. To incentivize, incentivize, yeah, I, incentivize, I don't know, yeah. Some, I don't know. We just finished a four-hour radio show, so my brain's a little mushy. <laughs> In any case, we need to offer something out there for vaccinations. We're going to get to a threshold soon where we've got more shots than arms to put them in because we know there's vaccine hesitancy. And until now, there's really been no reason to get vaccinated other than the constant pressure and. Being told it's the right thing to do and the fact that you don't want to catch COVID, you want to protect the people around you. But I mean, people are asking legitimate questions like, "Okay, I got my shot. Now I want to travel. I got my shot. Now I want to be able to go places or to do things. And the government until today has not offered a single thing that's positive because you got vaccinated. And I'm sure they don't want to open that Pandora's box before they have to. But the reality is people need to know what it means to get vaccinated. Does vaccination mean you can travel or go over the border or visit elderly loved ones again? They haven't actually said other than for the ones that are fully vaccinated in long term care homes, you can hug them again. Right. So I think this is a good step forward. Is there any possibility that this has to do with the imminent departure of Dr. David Williams, this this decision they made today. Yeah, I, I do. You, are you are you maybe assuming that it's possible David Williams was not for this, but since he's on his way out, they said, fuck it, let's do it. David Williams has been opposed to everything. Right. David Williams has been the one who even the things that he says he's in favor of, he hasn't taken any action on. For example, he says, I think we should reopen schools. Really, Dave, because schools have been closed for seven weeks now and you haven't done a thing to come out and say, open the goddamn schools. Mm -hmm. You haven't publicly disagreed with the premier on the schools still being closed today. You haven't done that. And there's so many other things like can't even open patio dining for over two weeks. Can't get a haircut for more than a month from now. All those sort of things Dave has said no to. But now we know he's on his way out. And it's a little weird that that news broke on the weekend. Dr. David Williams, the face of Ontario's pandemic response next to Premier Ford, is retiring. Yeah. June 26th is his last day on the job. And today the legislature is going to appoint Dr. Kieran Moore, who they say has a longstanding record in public health and emergency medicine. 
He's in the Kingston Public Health Unit. He'll be coming to Queens Park to take over for Dr. Williams. And over the next three weeks, they will work together to ensure a smooth transition. They say this Dr. Kieran Moore guy is like the Wayne Gretzky of pandemic response. Okay, but why then why are we getting him now? And why didn't we have him before? We didn't have the Wayne Gretzky. And now, almost June 2021, now we're going to get the good stuff. Like, now what? we're getting a boss. Why wouldn't we have him involved previous to this? You know, I don't know. I really don't. I just think that it's really weird that we've gone through everything we've gone through for the last 14, 15 months. And now Dr. Williams is going to step down right as we get to the end. Maybe he thinks his job is done. Maybe he's just tired of getting shit on. Maybe he admits that there are other strategies out there for how to combat this pandemic and how to get the economy going again and people back to work. Or maybe he's sick. I'm just going to put this out there that I watch Dr. Williams's news conferences every time he does one. And for the last few months, he's had a hell of a time clearing his throat. Every couple of seconds, it's ahem, ahem, and And I'm wondering if everything is okay there. As a human, well, I certainly want him to be okay. But as a doctor, I, I, I think he should get that checked. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know about that. I mean, all eyes are on him, too, when he's doing that. And it wasn't really naturally a... A part of his job every single day before all of this, but he that said he's been handling it okay, and hope yeah, hopefully he's all right. You know what I I think though with that news and coming out on the weekend a and blending in with all of the other news that's happening in regards to people taking over roles and stepping down from roles, some forcefully, and I am talking provincially and federally, right? I, I mean, to me, it's a mesh, mixed bag of okay, this one with this misconduct, what was this again? Did this person sexually assault someone or get accused of it, <laughs> or who's retiring and who's the one that stepped down and who's the one that got fired for fucking around with someone in the office? Which who was the one that was naked? Like honestly, I feel like there's so much of that shit happening that for a lot of people that don't pay close attention, like yourself. That just kind of gets blurred over anyway. It really does. And someone else will pop up, and, and I guarantee you a lot of the population isn't even going to notice that all of a sudden we have a new medical officer of health. Yeah. As sad as that is, it's true. Dr. Dave, I mean, he has got his strategy and his theories and beliefs and, and the knowledge that he's accumulated over many years of practicing medicine about how to deal with this pandemic. But he is so fucking stubborn in that he's the guy who thinks... Eliminate mobility, keep people home, lock them down. That's the only way to deal with this. This is the same doctor who signed off on all of the warehouses and manufacturing remaining open while hairstylists and nail techs and office workers are off the job completely. Uh, Hospitality workers out of a job for more than they've worked in the last year. Mm -hmm. And, And, you know, maybe he is right. Maybe that's the only way to combat this. But I'll tell you, I am particularly encouraged that we're going to get a new perspective on this. Let's see what this Dr. Kieran Moore thinks about how things should go for the reopening. And I really hope that this is a fresh start for Premier Doug fucking Ford. Because until now, he earned Doug fucking Ford, and we'd like to take the fucking right out of it. We would like just Premier (laughs) Ford. When it comes to Douglas, I'd always like to take the fucking right out of it. (laughs) Well, seriously, it's time for Doug to get a fresh set of advice. Maybe he felt compelled 
to do everything that Dr. Williams said. Maybe Dr. Williams made his decisions based on the premier's mood that day. We don't know how it worked, but we do know that exactly a year later, we're in the same place. Locked down, wondering about a reopening and questioning whether or not there's going to be another wave. Where we are right now is exactly where we were at this time last year. And frankly, that all happened on Dr. David Williams's watch. So I'm hoping that Doug is going to see this incredible admiration for the decision that he has made. He actually made a decisive decision for the first time in modern history. He's allowing fully vaccinated healthcare workers into Scotiabank Arena tonight. That's good. I'm hoping he'll see that positivity and that we as a people are not just trying to shit on him. We just want the right thing done. And the right thing is the right thing. He did it in this case, and hopefully he will keep doing it. Get those shots in arms and let's get on with this reopening. Um, You said last week, and you were quite right, maybe they'll accelerate it. Maybe we can go a little faster if the vaccinations speed up. Well, maybe the plan is going to change, but just because Dr. Williams isn't around. Let's see what Dr. Moore has to say. And Mm -hmm. if he's all in favor of opening up patio dining and allowing outdoor sports and all that sort of shit, maybe the plan does change again. But how positive? Can I just point out one thing, though? How bad would that look on Doug Ford, though, if let's say this change, when this change happens, I shouldn't say if. So when this change happens with doctors, then all of a sudden Doug is changing his tune. I mean, he's not going to say that he's changing his tune because of this, right? Because, I mean, he's still going to be front and center with this announcement if let's say he decides to change these steps, phases, whatever the fuck they're called right now. Yep. So he doesn't want to admit that. He doesn't want to admit that he might have fucked up too. So it'll it will be interesting. You're right. And if but if the vaccinations do continue on and yes, we're pushing for them and it looks as though we're going to ha- get a healthy amount of vaccines out and second doses in arms even, that's great. So I mean, I'm 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 curious if that will change the way uh, that our three-step program, if you want to call it that, it is going. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is going to be a great week when it comes to vaccines. We're getting a ton of supply. 2.4 million Pfizer doses are coming in. That's almost half a million more than we got last week. And Moderna is finally showing up. They're going to send two shipments totaling 500,000 doses. Okay, that's almost 3 million shots. Ontario's portion of that is a lot. Get them in arms. Get them in arms. Mm -hmm. That's what we have to do here. Um, While we're at it, tomorrow is the day when everybody is going to be talking about Game 7 and schools. Tomorrow morning, Doug Ford is expected to hold a 1030 news conference where he will announce what advice he was given over the weekend by the health table and the cabinet and all the other stakeholders and decide if school is going back for a few weeks or if the school year in person is done. I have a feeling that some kids are going to be back in class by the end of the week. Yeah, I think I think so, too, especially in those regions. And why not? Especially in those regions where they're doing quite well. 
So why why not? I, I just I'm looking at the new cases and it seemed impossible a month ago. We were getting over four thousand new cases a day a month ago. We're down to one thousand. Toronto, which was getting more than half of the entire province's new cases every day, has had under 500 for a few days in a row now. It seems like it's time to make those incremental steps forward to try and get people back to some semblance of normality and to start looking at all the other factors, too. I mean, we know hospital capacity has always been forefront in this pandemic, but we have hospital capacity now. And if we can get kids back to some sense of normalcy... We should probably do it if we can do it safely. And the premier is going to have to be the one to make that decision. But we know now Dr. Kieran Moore is going to be part of that decision making process because he is now the chief medical officer of health in waiting. So while I don't envy them having to make that decision, I do think it needs to be made and parents need to know what's going on. The first of June, we will find out if kids are going back to school again at all before September the I think it's September 7th. Is yes. the start of next school year? That's right. Yeah. And and then, sorry, they could go back as early as, did you say Thursday or Friday that they could go back? Um, yeah. Like so it's going to be a, dis- I, I happen to know a couple of things about this. Okay. So if the premier does, which we're fully expecting him to, allow local school boards in mm-hmm. various regions to return to in-person learning, it'll be up to that individual school board how quickly they can do it. We've heard from some school boards that say, They only need a day or two to turn this around and reopen the buildings. So in theory, some kids could be back in class Thursday, Friday at the latest. Sorry, Thursday or Friday, Monday at the latest, a week from today. So it would be three weeks in class, I believe. Yeah, three full weeks in class. And then that's it for the school year. But uh, whether you agree or disagree with the kids going back, I I think that uh, uh, we're at least going to know the answer soon mm-hmm. and good we need to know yeah. like th- there's no reason that on may the 31st seven weeks later we still don't have an answer when all indicators are that we're going in the right direction so doug i haven't said this in a while but that was a smart decision as a human being as the leader as someone who claims to be a supporter of healthcare workers and as the premier of our province, that was a smart decision to allow those healthcare workers to go in. Now, keep that train rolling and let's start doing more. When are we going to find out about these vaccine passports? Are you uh, have you had any conversations with people about that? Because I personally have not. But um, I I watched no. a question period yesterday and I watched some of the, the West Block yesterday and that came up for all of the experts they keep asking about these vaccine passports frankly i can't think of a reason why if i have had my shot i wouldn't want proof that i've got my shot you know what i mean gotcha yeah i so for for me i what i i have heard about it yes but not as much here i'm hearing a lot and seeing a lot in the states that's where it's becoming really a thing right because we have a lot of fully vaccinated people you can't get a vaccine passport until you're fully vaccinated and then you wait those what is it four weeks or however fucking long they say, before you're really good to go. So that's where I'm hearing more of it. But it will vary. I mean, country by country, everyone, they'll decide whether you need it or not. And whether you can go to other countries, they'll be able to decide whether you need one to enter the country. I haven't heard a lot about it yet, but I think it's because we just aren't at that point where a lot of us are have our second dose. But 
I guarantee you that will be top of mind. Once we're opened a little bit more, especially here in Ontario, we will hear a lot more about that vaccine passport. And some people hate the even hearing those words. I get yep. it. I know some people fucking hate it. But the truth is, if that's what's going to get you safely to traveling uh, again, or maybe there's going to be businesses that will make you show it. Maybe there's going to be hotels like I don't know what that that'll look like, but I think it should be on. It's, it's OK for it to be on the business and the country. And if they don't want to let you in for it, go somewhere else. I don't know. Well, that's the thing, right? I mean, it will be up to each individual country to decide if you can come into their country without a vaccine passport. So that's fine. Nearest I can tell, though. And, and listen, guys, I don't claim to have all the answers on this or even to know all sides of the story. Me, I've had my first shot. I will get my second shot as soon as it's my turn. And I want proof of that so that there are no restrictions on me. I think the only opposition to these vaccine passports is from people who don't intend to get vaccinated. But if you don't intend to get vaccinated, I really can't see. And again, this is just me. I don't understand why you would expect to be able to do anything that you used to be able to do without one. Well, I, you know what? The, t- the fact that we're talking about this now, yes, it is going to begin to be a topic of conversation. And the numbers, by the way, okay, so I guessed, and I'm glad I was wrong, Scott, but I guess we'd see a little bit of a rise in numbers following last long weekend here in Ontario. Right. This is the first time I've seen triple-digit COVID case numbers in I don't know how long, maybe you know offhand, but today, for example, we're reporting 916 cases. Great. Fantastic. That is amazing news. So stuff like vaccine passport, whether you like it or not, like we mentioned, it will become a thing, at least a topic of conversation. I could see I could see us doing it here for sure. I think we're going to. There's likely going to be some sort of an international treaty signed. Mm -hmm. The UK is pushing for that, by the way. And that's part of the reason that the G7 is meeting in person and Trudeau is flying over to Europe for the meeting, by the way. I don't like Trudeau that much, but I have no problem with him as our leader and as someone who has received at least one shot that we know of going to attend a conference in person. And I don't think he should have to go to the quarantine hotel for two weeks when he gets back or even for a few days. I really don't. He's received a a shot. All safety precautions are going to be taken to protect all of the G7 leaders. This is a very minimal risk thing. So I hope people aren't shitting on Trudeau for going to this meeting in person. It's an important thing to discuss. What are we going to do? Because, I mean, it's kind of twofold. No, we can't control what other countries do and what requirements there are to get in there. But inevitably, we have to come back. They can't refuse entry to Canada for a Canadian. But they can require that if you don't have a vaccine passport, so to speak, you have to self-isolate. And if you don't self-isolate, you can get yourself a pretty big fine. They are allowed to do that. And if you don't want to get vaccinated, I understand why you're frustrated by that. But for those of us who are vaccinated, did what our government asked us to do, what the doctors asked us to do. I think that we need to start seeing some material benefit for having gotten the shot. And if that means we can cross the border and go to Buffalo to get a tank of gas or a load of groceries at Wegmans, so be it. I think we should be allowed to do that if we're vaccinated. If I'm wrong on this, by the way, I am totally open to hearing another perspective on it. If you are opposed to vaccine passports, 
I'd really like to understand why you're so opposed other than I just don't want a shot. Because, I mean, there was a global pandemic. Millions of people died. We know this virus is likely not going to be eradicated in any short order. So with that in mind, knowing the virus isn't going anywhere, why wouldn't you want these vaccine passports to ensure people coming into our country are vaccinated? I'm Again, I'm totally open to hearing your perspective on this, guys, because that's just my initial thought on it. And I'm sure Kat's in the same boat. What is the opposition to these vaccine passports? Let us know. You can DM us any time. Uh, one more thing on the COVID front. The return to work rollout is going to come up again soon. There's a new study from Leger and the Association for Canadian Studies that found 82% who have worked from home during the pandemic liked their experience only one in five want to return to the office every single day. 19%, so almost the same amount that want to go back every day, say they don't want to go back at all. The rest are somewhere where they'd like to work a couple of days a week in the office and then a couple of days from home or a couple of days a month in the office and the rest of the time at home. Where are you at? How do you feel? I mean, you're still from home right yeah, now. Yeah, I, I mean... Here's the thing. I love my job and I love the show that we do every day. I love doing this podcast, but there's nothing that I can't do from home that I can do from the office. Absolutely nothing that I can't do from home. And all things being equal, I don't understand why I would go back to the office other than if it's to meet with clients or a staff meeting or something like that. If it's just the regular day-to-day, do the radio show, do the podcast, there's just no need for me to go back and drive a half hour each way, contribute that pollution into the atmosphere, pay for the gas and the coffees on the way and all that shit. I can work from home, so I don't know why I wouldn't. Is that the right way to look at it, or am I just being anti-team here by not wanting to be part of the team? I think every workplace will have a different a different answer for for their uh, employees on this because you have to also have fairness across the board. So if you have uh, this person in this department who's coming in twice a week, I hope that it's pretty even a- across the board unless you have extend- extending search- circumstances Sorry, blah, uh, for someone else, right? So you have to make it fair. You can't be like, oh yeah, you know, Jack can work from home. It's fine. But this person, that person, that person, they have to report to the office. You can't. You have to have it fair and even in one way or another. So I that I think as long as they they as in companies figure out the best thing and maybe they do have a a smaller office, but and it rotates out and maybe you have employees working, you know, two days on three days off three days on two days off in the office, whatever works for them. So it really is. I think every employer will have their own strategy on it. And for a lot of companies, it's going to save them money to continue to have people work from home. I know it already is in some cases. Sure. People who've stopped leasing buildings. We know that moved out of them, sold them. And if they can manage to keep doing that, they're actually saving some cost and can put money elsewhere. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it, again, it all it really, truly does all depend. But you do have to be fair, I think, is is the main thing. Do you think there's any liability fears there? I.e., do you think that if you're the employer and you say, you know what, fuck it, we're paying these people however much we're paying them, they better get their ass in here. Do you think there's any liability if they force their employees to come back? And God forbid somebody gets sick and dies. 
Would that then be on the employer for requiring the person to come back? Is that a public health thing? What happens there? No, I'm sure they're going to be very careful. I, I, I rarely, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I don't think that will happen. I really don't. Through this mm. pandemic, there's been people that have forced people in, and we haven't heard much about it other than some people being upset about it, and that's it. So, no, I don't think that any of them are going to be liable for it. Of course, if you're uncomfortable with it, you, there, you do have some rights. Absolutely. Well, the number one right that you have is the right to find a new job. Nothing says that you have to go to a place that you don't want to be at. And if you want to go and work somewhere else or look for another job or change occupations altogether, you can totally do that. Probably a little easier said than done, but you can do that, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. I think, yeah, of course. We uh, had a good night on Saturday. We were hosting the Top Choice Awards. We want to thank all of you who tuned in to see some of the show. I'm going to be honest with you. That was the first time I've worn dress shoes in 15 months at least. My feet were killing me on Sunday. <laughs> like, it was not comfortable yeah. at all. Yeah. It's, uh, I guess, yeah. Like, why would you? You wouldn't have needed to. So, I mean, same here. I wore heels and a dress and... It certainly is different, and it usually even when we do wear that attire, we are with people in person. But no, it was just like you and me and about five people in production who gave us the score of the Leafs Hab game every now and again, which wasn't very eventful at that time anyway. So uh, yeah, it was it was a good night though. By the way, thank you to uh, everybody who who tuned in. I know there are a couple of uh, podcast listeners that did. The uh, show is still available and it will be for all eternity on Facebook. If you want to go back and watch it, just look for the Top Choice Awards and you can see the broadcast from Saturday. Uh, I guess we will wrap this one up for today, but with the firm understanding of the stakes for tonight. Yeah. It is game fucking seven, everybody. Again. I don't know if my heart can take it, but I really should try and find a cardiologist at this point because I feel like I need a checkup or something. I got that flutter going like, oh, um, come on. Don't forget, there's always vodka, too. Oh, I could drink. Oh, yeah. fuck, you're right. Yeah, never mind. Yeah, yeah. Okay, never mind. Forget yeah. the doctor. I'm just going to crank a few <laughs> beers back. Oh, man, that's the other thing. <laughs> Sorry, there's so many thoughts in my head. I am playing my first round of golf in 2021 today. Oh, that's awesome. Enjoy. I, the weather's not bad for it either. Well, it's going to be a nice day today. A sunshine, 23. That's good. When the golf courses were closed, I did do a fair number of of advocacy. I did advocate quite a bit for the courses to be reopened because I thought it was wrong that they were closed in the first place. But I personally never actually played. I didn't play golf at all this year. Today is going to be the first day, and I can't fucking wait. Well, uh, full disclosure, though, I'm going to be so sore tomorrow. After the first yeah. round, I'm basically paralyzed for a few days. Well, but, uh, <laughs> then you can continue to use the excuse of, well, it was like a practice round, basically, right? Like, Oh, yeah. oh the first round doesn't count. <laughs> if you shoot a good first round, that sets the tone for the whole season, they say. If you shoot a shitty first round, you blame it on the fact that it was the first yeah, round. Yeah, ah, first. fuck, it doesn't matter. First yeah. round this year. I'm playing with my dad, and he throws out bullshit excuses like that all the time. You tell him I said hi, okay? I 100% will. Uh, Guys, have yourselves a fantastic Monday. Here's hoping for more positive developments from Premier Doug Ford. Not fucking Ford. Doug Ford for now. He's dropped the fucking. And we will be back here tomorrow with another edition of After 9. First one of June. Enjoy your day, and go Leafs. Go. Go.